Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. I want to talk today about the Islamic cartoons that are causing a great deal of controversy again. This goes back a number of years. I was shocked, actually. I thought this happened five years ago. It actually happened in 2005. The Ulands Posten newspaper in Denmark published 12 cartoons on September 30, 2005 to make a declaration that we are a free nation, a free state, and have the freedom of speech. And we're going to exercise our freedom of speech. We're not going to let people bully us and tell us what we can say or can't say. I'll quote to you Voltaire. He said in the 1700s, To learn who rules over you, simply find out who you're not allowed to criticize. Another author In 1993, Kevin Storm said this, To determine the true rulers of any society, all you must ask yourself is this question, Who is it that I am not permitted to criticize? And Islam desires to place themselves over you, to subjugate you. This is the goal of Islam. Islam means submit, surrender. And if you submit yourself and bend your knee and stop your tongue to please them and only say what is pleasing and never say anything that would be displeasing, then you are subjugated. You are now submitted by fear, uh, by force, to the cause of Islam. And that's why... This issue of the Muhammad cartoons has become extremely controversial. Now, when this was published, let let me give you the story here, because there's a lot to get into, and so let's go through this kind of quickly. This was originally published in September of 2005. There really wasn't anything scandalous, truly, in um, in these things. Perhaps two things might be considered scandalous. One of the cartoons drew Muhammad with his turban and a bomb sitting, a lit, you know, one of those round bombs, the cartoon bombs, was in his turban. The other I thought was quite humorous. You see these Muslims at the gates of heaven, and the angel comes out and says, Stop, stop, stop. We've run out of virgins. And although they, they didn't draw Muhammad, um, quite comical. And all the others were just simply cartoons. One of the editors drew himself uh, holding a stick man in a, you know, in a, uh, in a page. And like, like I'm, I'm drawing Muhammad here. And so a couple of imams were outraged by this. And they tried to, they held a big rally. They held a big rally, and um, thousands of Muslims poured out of the streets, but nothing really came of it. It just wasn't that scandalous. So then these two imams then went to the Middle East and fabricated other 
drawings and showed these as if this is what the newspaper had printed. One of the pictures that they were passing around was actually something that came out of France. There was a pig squealing contest. You know, people would squeal like a pig and, and you know, you know how country folk will do silly things at fairs and so on there. And this one guy had a pig costume on. And they wrote in Arabic uh, Muhammad, Muhammad's name, as if to say this is what they published. And you ought to be outraged. Another one was, you know, maybe a little bit more alarming, a dog on the back of another man and doing uh, what dogs do, as if that was doing that to Muhammad and, and so on there. So they brought things that were more scandalous, and this created an outrage in the Middle East. And thus we saw Muslims all around the world, pretty much, especially in Europe and um, in the Middle East, taking to the streets death to those who insult Islam, behead those who insult Islam. In London, they marched on the streets with signs and banners this way. And by the way, England has a law of hate speech. None, not one Muslim was arrested for the threats that they were coming out. We will kill those. We'll kill you if you do this. And in the West, when all this um, started unfolding, everyone, not hardly any publications dared to print what was being uh, printed in, in, uh, in Denmark. They were afraid. They simply... Submitted. Uh, oh well, we're not uh, Islamophobes, and, and you know we need to be respectful and all that kind of stuff. Now I'm for. Now l- let me make something very, 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 very clear. We oppose here at Fortress of Faith anything that is violent, and I'll tell you what: I wouldn't participate in a situation to draw cartoons of Muhammad because it is offensive to them. But I will support the right of people to be able to say or draw or whatever things that are offensive to, uh, to others. You have that right. You have that freedom. <clears throat> so what's happened here as a result? Well, in, Fran- uh, sorry, in Canada, a publication, Sun uh, News, had a journalist, Ezra Levant, <clears throat> and he published them in his own private online publication about the story, because it's helpful to know that, hey, there's more to the story. What the Danes had done, the Danish uh, cartoons, really weren't that scandalous. What the true scandalous story is, what Muslims were dragging up and trying to make into a situation, they were creating a story. But no one in the West, here in North America, was brave enough to print it. Well, my friend Ezra Levant did as a journalist. And he posted this in his own private publication called The Western Standard. Well, a Muslim in Canada complained about that to the Human Rights Commission under um, the laws of, of hate speech. And the Human Rights Commission in Alberta prosecuted him for 900 
days the commission hounded him. Human Rights Commission had 15 prosecutors working full-time on the case at the expense of the Canadian government. And this frivolous lawsuit was placed against Ezra. It cost Ezra over $100,000, Canadian dollars, to defend himself. In the end, the case kind of came to a standoff. No decisions were made to say he was innocent. No decisions were made to say he was guilty. But they punished him severely through what we call lawfare. Warfare through using the law to try to destroy a person's life. Well, he lost his job at Sun uh, News and, and other things. Mark Stein, you've heard of Mark Stein, haven't you? Mark Stein is a fill-in for Rush Limbaugh, a Canadian. He printed back in 2007 an article, America Alone, and talked about how America is standing against, uh, will probably be the only one to stand for liberty. Everyone else is going to fall, but America will be having to stand alone there against Islam and and so on there. And he too was uh, sued by the human, by the Ontario Human Rights Commission, a number of of uh, trials and efforts that he had to go through. There was another incident here in the United States. Robert Spencer and Geller together, uh, both Jews, again trying to exercise and make a statement that we have the freedom of speech, even the freedom to offend. And they hosted a Muhammad cartoon drawing competition in Texas. Remember hearing about that a few years back? I think that was back in 2016. Well, two Muslims uh, took offense, armed up, and drove from Nevada to Texas to storm this event and to kill those that were in there doing this um, uh, cartoon drawing. Fortunately, they had security crack security, and these Muslims were shot dead uh, in the parking lot. You probably heard about that here a few years back. There's a part of the story that you may not know. Now, Robert Spencer is a friend of mine, and he's been on the program with me a few times as Ezra Levant. He was telling me, Tom, there's more to this story. The FBI knew these people, and they were on the watch list, and they were following them. They followed them all the way from Nevada to to the event in Texas and followed them. Apparently, they had a stand-down order. They couldn't intervene. They couldn't uh, warn people ahead. They simply were observing and did nothing to prevent this terrorist attack that was unfolding before their eyes. They knew this. They knew where they were heading. They knew what they were doing. They knew they were armed. And they did nothing. And nothing has ever come of the investigation about this event, which in itself is a tragedy. So what's going on in France? Well, this brings us kind of up to date. About five years ago, ISIS came in, slipped in as immigrants, and we had those uh, two different attacks that occurred in uh, 
in Paris. One of them was they launched an attack against Charlie Hebdo, a publication, a satire publication magazine, which again, exercising their right to speak and even offend, and that's all they ever do, by the way, which, you know, I, I don't have much uh, love for Charlie Hebdo, but I do stand for their right to be able to speak publicly, even if it means offense. And they're very offensive to Christianity as well. Well, anyhow, they were attacked about five years ago. Uh, two or three people were killed. That trial is unfolding right now in France. And they published, again, more cartoons, Muhammad cartoons, and Muslims again are outraged. And we had just another murder this week of a teacher in Paris who was beheaded by a Chechnyan immigrant, an immigrant that France said, come, we show, we'll show you love, we'll give you a home, we'll let you come and find a place of refuge in our country. And instead of being thankful and grateful, he shows his disdain by killing one of their own citizens. And we should be outraged by that. And so, folks, um, this is the problem of Islam. Now, we don't blame Muslims for this. Muslims are victims. They're in, blind, they're in darkness. They're blinded by a false teaching, by a false faith. But we need to be um, aware of the danger of Islam and oppose it and cause our government. That's what our government should be doing, and we need to be encouraging our government to do its job. Well, that's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the corner of truth and courage. God bless you.